Yes, we are recording. So welcome to the training, Sam, the, the uh, reigning spine champion, Damien Hall. Hi, Sam. Thanks for having me on. That's no problem. Cheers for uh, for agreeing. So you, you, as you were just saying before we hit record, you just been for your last big joint. Um, no, no. What do you call them? The um, a bimble into a bimble. Yeah, bimble in the in the in the Black Mountains. Yeah, I almost feel a bit sad because I have come to love the training at least equally, if not more than the the events now. And and um, partly when I sign up for the spine, this will be my fifth fifth spine start. I kind of think, oh, December's going to be great. I'm going to um, you know, get to the Black Mountains and, and get some long days and and have some mostly mostly fun training. And that's kind of over now. But uh, I guess we got the um, as my as my coach. David Roach calls it next week. We've got the uh, the party at the end, the celebration. And I'm sure it will feel like that all the way. Right, Sam? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm I'm sure it will. So this is, yeah, so your your fifth spine. And this will be my first ever full winter spine. So yeah, I'll, I'll try and make it like a party. But the sleepless nights at the minute aren't making it feel like a party, to be honest. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh! Is that is that? Um, um, I don't know. Apprehension. Um, trying to think if you've got any kits. Know. Together. I don't think it, might, it might be excitement. It might be like, like getting bits of kit still. Like in the back of my mind, thinking I've got I've got to do this, and I go to bed thinking about it, and that's like the worst thing you can do. Into it, going to bed thinking about something that you've got to do and that you have haven't done yet, and that the the days are counting down. So just stupid things like. I haven't. Um, I've got a, a the Garmin, my handheld Garmin. Uh, what is it? It is a sixty two S, and I I need to like upload the need to look at the map and upload the full route and stuff like that. And I know it's it's only like a minor thing, but I haven't done it yet, and it's playing on my mind. What what are you like? Are you, like I said to Kim in the uh, last interview, you guys are like seasoned pros. Do you have any last minute jitters, or is it plain sailing? Um, I am, I am, I am somebody who likes a list. So right next to the your face on my screen, actually, there is a list just to the left on on one of those sort of um, desktop post it notes, which says says about five things I've got to do, uh, and one of them is like the food shop, which is you know that takes some time. Um, so I've got five things to do, but none of them are too none of them are too time intensive, and we're speaking over a week out. Um, but yeah, it's it is a lot easier for me now. I've got I always make sure after a, a, any race, actually, I take I take notes on, you know, what worked in terms of fueling and kit, especially um, and what didn't. And and now this is my fifth year. I've got quite a bit of <laughs> quite a bit of kind of personal data on on what's worked for me and what hasn't. So it does make it a lot easier. And and because I did it last year and and uh, over half of it the year before, um, you know, I I hardly had to do it. Think about the kit at all. All, all the kit. Or sort of ninety eight percent of the kit is 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 all there, and I've used it before, and know it will work. So yeah, without wishing to to gloat, it, I'm in a I'm in a sort of yeah a comfortable position mentally. But the danger there is, of course, that you start to think, oh, it's easy, I've done it before, and yes, it won't be it won't be easy. Um, is, at all. Is, is there anything that you uh, on reflection of yes uh, last last year last year's race that you're going to do differently this year? Oh, good question. Uh, 
Yeah, I have. I have changed my watch. My watch. Uh, I don't know whether um, it simply got too cold on. on so my, my watch had a fair bit of battery left, but it just suddenly died mm-hmm. on Hadrian's Wall. Uh, and I was using that, you know, primarily for the nav. Although, of course, you've got you've got, you know, potentially phones and, and your GPS and, and a map. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it was just so cold. It sat the, <laughs> sat the battery. I have switched to another. Uh, I've switched to Sunto. I mean, partly because there are much more ethical company than the company I was using. Um, but then, but then this watch is sort of untried uh, at the spine. So I don't know. Uh, and it might not be as cold. I don't know. We can't quite tell from here. Um, so yeah, a small change there. Uh, other than that, I'm trying to think. Not massively because, you know, most things worked last time. Uh, so is, is that the, um, the, the Sumto, is that the one with the like, with the like ultra setting where it, where it um the battery lasts for a long long yes time. it's the vertical it's pretty new um uh but you know you know what these things are like they always sound impressive and then you know if you if you actually use it for navigation and stuff as well then it never lasts quite as long as as it's claimed um and also if you put it in the better settings for battery power then often it's not giving you accurate sort of gps mm-hmm. so i'm not expecting to last the whole race without having to recharge it but um that is probably, yeah, one of the small things I'll do better is probably, yeah, stay on top of my electronics and keep them charged. Um, yeah, carry a little small battery pack from maybe halfway or something. Um, not that those, yeah, I mean, they're, they're sometimes good for morale, you know, to, to have music and, and or things to listen to. I, I quite like to do that later in a race. Um, mm. So, yeah, I can't think of much you, else you a, different. a podcast listener or a Yeah, I'm a real podcast were... junkie, actually. Um, uh, and what I did last year, which was quite nice, you know, it's tempting, of course, to listen to running podcasts, but I, um, I sort of, yeah, I'm quite a big football fan. So I caught up on, uh, from Middleton, I grabbed my sort of grabbed my smartphone and was catching up on the football podcasts that I tend to listen to at home. And that was actually really nice to just distract myself and, um, stay on top of something that was nothing to do with running. Um, that was actually quite nice. Uh, you can go too far that way and sort of forget your racing kind of thing, kind of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I like a distraction. I think from from halfway, I almost see it as a treat. You know, somewhere like Middleton, you can you can yeah pick up a few treats. Um, yeah, I quite enjoy quite enjoy that. Hmm. That's that's interesting actually because yeah, when you're on a long long run, on you know, spine obviously is a long long run. Um, sometimes the last thing you want to hear about is running, isn't it? When you <laughs> when you when you deep in deep into it, you, you just want to hear anything. Anything other than running, don't you? <laughs> I do similar with um I, I nearly always try and make time the night before actually to watch a film. Uh and and actually, yeah, I think before my best UTMB, I, I did watch uh Chariots of Fire. But uh, but since then I've always I've always been tempted to watch, I don't know, I've done all the cle- all the cheesy ones, Rocky, Braveheart, Last of the <laughs> Mohicans, fittingly. Um, because my Mohican won't last much longer. Um yeah, I, I try and make time, and then but then you're not thinking about the race. You're not thinking about running, ideally. So, um, yeah, suggestions welcome. Actually, I need a, I need a, I need a sort of feel good action film for um, um, for the night before. So, um, okay. So when when I post this on social media, everyone can make their suggestions to you for for what film to watch the night before the spy. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, and I much prefer sort of I prefer sort of sun swords and bows and arrows to to sort of diehard type stuff really but um i'm open to suggestions excellent are you feeling you know obviously last year when 
very, very well. Are you feeling any sort of returning, you know, returning title holder? Um, sorry, how you would say reigning champion? Do, do you feel in any any of that pressure going into this? <laughs> well, I was fine till just then. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> um, no, no, it's the opposite. Um, so last year I had, yeah, frustration would be the word. So much frustration because the year before. Uh, 2021 I was winning the race by four hours which I still can't quite get over I don't I almost think that's not going to happen again uh, at the spine as it get, you know it's so much more competitive this year and I yeah I had a four-hour lead um, and and I and I messed that up I, I injured myself uh, by you know just not chilling enough not not putting the podcasts in basically you know not putting the podcasts in and chilling um, I was still yeah racing too hard when I didn't need to um, so I had this huge frustration I carried all year and I came into the race last year, 2022, sorry, 2023, um, with that frustration. And, and that that really helped. Yeah, I think that really helped in the training and in the race. Um, but th- then I felt a huge sense of relief. And I almost, I'm almost wondering if I'm too relaxed because um, I don't have the frustration. Uh, but it feels like, it feels like the opposite. I don't, I don't feel pressure because I've won this race before. It'd be nice to win it again. But, you know, the field's so competitive. I'm, I'm just here to try and give my best my best effort and and have a bit of an adventure have a bit of a laugh uh with some of the characters and some of the um some of the people who turn out to support the race and and people at the checkpoints um no no i honestly feel it's the opposite i honestly wish almost wish i had a bit more frustration or or felt a bit more pressure um yeah so keep keep saying that keep saying that and that might build the pressure up in my head it might might help (laughs) so are you feeling any pressure for this year then (laughs) (laughs) loads <laughs> um what what about what about the pressure of um, your arch nemesis return which one to the race? <laughs> john kelly <laughs> um <laughs> frenemies well yeah i mean john probably is my is my best frenemy um and I mean, for those who don't know, John was uh, we did a race out in uh, in Tennessee last uh, last March and he was incredibly helpful. Um, you wouldn't have known we had a rivalry. Um, you know, he spent many hours beforehand, you know, showing me around not just not just Frozen Head State Park, the, the bits we were allowed to see anyway, uh, but also sort of southern southern eateries and, and various um yeah, uh, he he would have predicted as much, but you know, some some were better than others uh, the, in the southern cuisine. Uh, although, yeah, it's not it's not necessarily very very vegan friendly uh, part of the world either. Um, so we had a lot of fun there, um, and yeah, I mean, I mean, it's great fun. We raced in the summer as well at the Tour de Gion, so we raced twice last year, sort of one all one all in those respects. Um, but I mean, I mean, on paper. Uh, I've got to be careful how I say this because, uh, well, I don't think John listens to podcasts, but also I don't want to give him any motivation. Uh, so if I if I sort of turn him, you know, if I say anything that will annoy him, that does motivate him a lot. So I'm going to keep saying what a lovely, nice guy he is. Um, even if he doesn't listen to this, hopefully someone will say how lovely I was, how what a great, brilliant, super champion of our sport he is. Um, but I mean, on paper, Jack Jack Scott has a better time than 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 john uh he you know he has the second best time he chased me very hard last time um so on paper jack is is um yeah uh you you could argue has 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 the most pedigree um and then you've got yeah i mean i heard your interview with kim uh, and i and i 
I have WhatsApp. I, I swap WhatsApp messages with regu- fairly regularly with all with all three of them. Um, they're genuine friends. Um, I really hope Kim has conquered this uh, this sort of medic- medication issue he's had, and and I've been with him a lot when he's you know had these moments. I really hope so. And um, you know, if you're newer to the sport, you people might not be aware. You know just how brilliant Kim Kim Collison is. He was in the GB team at least twice, if not three times. He's broken numerous records, um, fell running records around the country. Um, yeah, he's, he's an incredible athlete and he's we're very, very similar, actually. Uh, we end up running together a lot, whether we necessarily mean to or not. Um, so, yeah, Kim will get this right one day, I'm certain. Um, and then, and then you've got yeah, whole whole host of other runners. I haven't spent much time, you know, looking at the roster or looking at Strava, but people keep telling me, or, or I notice, I suppose, on Instagram, there's a lot of other quality runners coming as well. So it may not, all three of us might might not even be in the top three, might not even finish. So it's um, yeah, I'd love to be watching this if I wasn't if I wasn't in it. Yeah, this is the this is what I said to uh, Will Roberts from from the media team. I said, you know, I'm really happy that I'm doing the race, but. I'd love to be covering our media. It'd be great following everybody around and uh, and watching everything unfold. It's, watching all the DNFs. <laughs> watching all of the carnage. Yeah. Um, Jack, is, um, he's been a bit of a, an enigma just recently. So I've been trying to get him to do an interview. Will tried to get him to do an interview and he says, no, I'm doing things differently this year. And he went dark on Strava, didn't he? So what, what do you think he's planning? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but what I will say is, you know, yeah, I mean, Jack's he's, he's younger than the rest of us. He's still in his 20s. You know, he, he you know, he could he's young enough to be my son. Um, he's a he's a phenomenal athlete and he takes things very seriously. Yeah, um, he's very wise. Uh, he listens to although his, you know, his moustache last year may not have implied he, he was. Well, it was sort of an old older person's moustache, I suppose. Uh I'm still traumatized by that look of me and him on telly the next morning. I, I had the sort of comedy, I had the comedy mohawk and he had the comedy mo. So yeah, we both had a, yeah. I don't know if we were a good advert for ultra running necessarily <laughs> me and the bouncing ball of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Jack's yeah. It, again, I think the same with Kim, like if he doesn't get it right this time, he'll get it right another time. Like, um, and he almost had it right last time. It was just, you know, some navigation errors, which, which happen when you're, you know, people who haven't done these things maybe don't know how just how tired you get mentally, um, and and it's hard to, it's kind of uh, yeah, it's hard to make decisions and it's hard, it's hard to yeah think think straight to be honest. Um, so making decisions about which way or remembering to check a map or check a watch or something is um, yeah, it gets it gets hard. And um, he made some mistakes last time that he probably won't make this time. So <laughs> that's why I'm more worried about potentially more worried about. Uh, how well he can do uh well not worried you know worried and excited because I'd, I'd love to see him do well um so yeah who knows um and Jack's still I mean he's got phenomenal range like he does very well in short races whereas I certainly don't so he's got phenomenal range and he's got yeah years ahead of him whereas uh I haven't so <laughs> that was part of my <laughs> mentality last year when it came down to you know almost a not you wouldn't call it a sprint but a race between me and him um you know, I kind of thought I haven't got many years left where I'll be able to compete at these things. So I've got to give it all, you know, right now. And um, I kind of thought he's got lo- he's got loads of chances. <laughs> give me a chance, you, you whippersnapper. Um, so, yeah, again, exciting to see what he can do. Yeah. Have, have you sort of got in your minds how, 
Uh, I know Jack is he's very big on his sort of mental game, isn't he? Um, he talked talks about that a bit last year. With you, do you how does your sort of mental preparation go go over these last few weeks as you sort of preparing your last few bits of kit and and preparing your mind? Is this something that you do go through with Coach Roach, or is it something you've sort of dialed in yourself? Um, some of my mental preparation has come more from. I've worked, um, well, only briefly, really, with with a sports psychologist called um, Dr. Josie Perry. Uh, and this was mostly actually back in sort of 2020, but um, a couple of times since, and I've read her books. Um, she's got a couple of really good uh, sort of preparation ideas. One's called a, a what-if sheet, which people may, may already know about. Um, but you sort of, you write down what's my biggest kind of apprehension or fear about the race, and, and you, you know, you go with your gut instinct. What, what are you most worried about? And you write it down. And then the other side, you write the things that you'll do to prevent that happening. But then you also write what you'll do if that happens. So, and and to an extent, you can almost, I, I've heard, you know, almost prepare the mind in advance. If it's a scenario you haven't been in before, you can almost create a false memory so it's less, kind of less shocking um, to to the mind, less 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 upsetting kind of thing, less of less jarring. Um, so I don't always do that, but I sometimes do that, and that that and I've encouraged my athletes. I've got several uh, several athletes running. Some some could be competitive. Um, some some are just looking to finish, but I've encouraged them to do that. Um, I think that's quite useful. And thinking ahead, you could just call it visualization to an extent. Um, but I think visualization, I believe from what I've heard, you know, try and think of. The positives and and negatives, as in, um, yeah, try and prepare mentally for things that might might go wrong, but also also yeah, try and think of 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 the great moments, you know, coming to high cup Nick, hopefully at dawn and things like that, or, or um, survive, yeah, surviving various places, um, you know, John Bamber and his noodle, escaping from John Bamber, um, <laughs> <laughs> things like that, um, yeah, try and think of think of both, um, so I do a bit of that and and. I encourage you know there are various confidence things you can do if people um if people aren't sure there i mean with the spine yeah i mean confidence is a fascinating thing isn't it because you can be overconfident and you can be un- underconfident and, and where, where's the right where's the right level but apparently most of your confidence comes from part you know as, as people might guess from your direct preparation your training and then also your sort of your history almost your cv of running um and and I, I think you know most people when they come to the spine they've already done hard things like that you, you would expect um and hopefully you know hopefully training's been decent for people um yeah i don't do a lot more than that to be honest but i genuinely more than any other race i could think of i just love being there i love being in edel i know so many people i'm so familiar with yeah edel and the route and and and, and what the weather may fling at us and such it's such a familiar feeling for me that um yeah, I honestly just yeah, can't wait. Like a, it's like a big reunion, isn't it? Like a big mm. reunion party. Getting yeah, it's brilliant. A year later. Yeah. So yeah a, second, a second Christmas. <laughs> so how did um how did training go for you then as you know, sort of nuts and bolts? Was it was it similar to preparation for last year or is it anything new that your coach has thrown in? I'd say I'd say sort of 80 90 percent similar uh probably two things differently I've done more from my well yeah so it, I, I've become increasingly a fan of uh saunas uh it'll sound a bit perverse um 
preparing for the spine race by going to saunas. But yeah, I go once or twice a week. There's some, you know, some promising science on that. Obviously, I'm not heat training as such, um, but it's, yeah, it's it's sort of um, should give you, you know, your physiology a boost in various ways. Um, so that that's, not, you know, that's not a central part of my training, but that's something I've been doing uh, for a year, maybe even two years now, once or twice a week. Um, the other thing is I did do things a bit differently in about October. I did a load of sort of short local races. Um, so I had I had the Tour de Gion in, in September and, and yeah, allowed some recovery. And then I thought I really need to, you know, I'm 48 now. I need to work harder on speed. And, and most of my workouts, I do do on my own. And I wonder if I'm not always, well, here's the thing. Yeah, I, I could sometimes push harder perhaps, but then I almost touch wood, never get injured. So who knows, maybe I'm doing exactly the right thing, but I thought I'll do some local races and they've been great fun. Um, so October was a lot of, yeah, uh, October, November was, was local races. So I wasn't really doing long runs then because they'd often, they'd often be on the Saturday or Sunday. Um, and then, and then I switched to more specific sort of spine prep for definitely for December. So they're the only two things that have been a bit different really. Um, other than that. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Mm. So systems go brilliant. Um, so just just finally, then uh, I asked this question to to Kim, and he didn't really want to answer it. Um, other than yourself, who who do you think has got a chance? Who's, who do you think has got the best chance of winning? Because it is an all star lineup this year, isn't it? Returning champions and and, uh, and new guys, upcoming guys. Have you sort of? I know you said you haven't really looked into it too much, but have you have you got a feeling? Other than yourself returning and, and taking the win, what would you? Who would who would your money be on? <laughs> Um, I think it's got it's got one name written all over it, really, and that's Ian Keith. I think we'll all go up, blow ourselves up, and he'll trot <laughs> trot through the debris later on around around Alston, Belgium. Uh, we'll just be scattered, uh, scattered all over the Pennines, uh, destroyed, destroying each other, and he'll have judged it perfectly again, and he'll yeah. just ghost through us. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a little bit of cheeky Irish chatter and uh, and claim his fourth win, it it could happen. That's that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing about the spies. Anything can happen. And yeah, th- this was this was a sort of my thinking, and I'd said this to Kim that you know there's a lot of lot of tension and a lot of energy with these young guys coming through. Is you know could there be you know a bit of a somebody makes an early break a few people go with them and then it all explodes and and then it like you say in keith comes comes through his pace that he's gone the whole race out and just goes straight through yeah it could do it could do who knows um yeah no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna um <laughs> make any more predictions than that for the men's race um yeah who knows and and there are there are there are two or three runners on the periphery of people's sort of um vision i think that that uh yeah have very promising pedigree as well um from what i hear so no it's just exciting and and yeah i've just got to think about my own race and not not think too much about other people really um i'll let be yeah yeah a lot of them are my friends that'd be nice to catch up so um if i can just stay uninjured and ahead of ian keith that's that's the trick And without being without being sexist i realized that i um i didn't ask him who is who is but for the the women's race would be, and I know you are you obviously you coach one of the top women, don't you? Yes, I would say t- two of them without winning to wanting to put any pressure on anyone. Um, 
uh, which is yeah, Nikki Nikki Summers um, as well as Elaine Bisson, um, and they yeah, they're both they're both just phenomenal athletes, and they've both done very well before, mm-hmm. and then they've both had races that they I suppose weren't hoping for, and they're back with that sort of frustration that I had um, last year, um, and they're both yeah, they're both in fantastic shape, but. As you say, yeah, we got we got my old friend Spinksy has rolled up, and, and Claire Banworth, who's who's phenomenal, and yeah, two or three others as well who have great pedigree. So um, it'll be interesting. I mean, I mean, this might be like reverse sexism, but I tend to think I could be wrong here, and and maybe at UTMB it's about equal, but it does tend to be more men rather than women that sort of, you know, uh, what's the word? Mess it up, uh, go too hard, and blow each other up. Um, but I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to be a spectator on the women's race um, equally. I, I tend to think they're a little bit smarter, but you've still got five or six women, maybe more, you know, going for the win or going for the podium. So I, I'd, I'd expect we'd still see some fireworks there as well. Um, yeah, I, this is clearly the, the most competitive race at, at the spine, most competitive year in, in the men's and the women's races. Um, and it's yeah. really good. It's really good to see. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's great for the race, isn't it? That, um and the more sort of more more of a spotlight that you get on the race, more of a spotlight on on UK trail running, all the better. Absolutely. Just um, just finally, then, what's what's um, just how how are things gone with your your other interests? So the green runners, and then what else are you? There's something else that you were do, been into doing into ultra. Yeah, into ultra. Yeah, what's what's happening with oh, them? Yeah. yeah, thanks thanks for uh, bringing them up. Um, so inter ultras, uh, we've applied for charity status, but we're, we're um, yeah, so that's that's pending. Um, we're a sort of small group launch less than a year ago, um, basically to try and remove some of the financial barriers to ultra running and, and get more people, you know, try and make it more inclusive, more diverse. Um, and so far, I mean, I, to be honest, I, I do very little of the actual work. Um, but so far, we've helped almost 50 runners you know um prepare or do race prepare for do races get them kit um so but we can help more and and we're really keen uh our biggest problem actually is is sort of reaching outside of the ultra running world in that i think hopefully a lot of people in the ultra running world may have heard of us or or um maybe aware of it really we want to reach those people who maybe haven't done ultras or are curious about ultras so i would say to anyone listening if they've got i don't know a friend um or a friend of a friend or, or they just want to mention us the idea i suppose is that you are from um um low you know in low income circumstances at the moment but we judge people on a sort of case by case and and yeah don't approach me direct approach go through the website and, and email in um and yeah we'll, we'll help if we think you fit the criteria and we, we've we've had over 100 sort of brands and events and coaches and and people offer support which usually means something free or something heavily discounted so we're very grateful of that so we really can help people um now and often it's the kit the kit is the big one um if you think you're you know imagine you're a recreational runner and then you sign up for well the spine the spine is the classic one you know 31 (laughs) items on the kit list um absolutely crazy you could spend you know it's over a grand to enter the spine you could spend double that again on the kit probably so um yeah so but even for summer races there can be a lot of kit and if you don't have the means you know it seems a shame those people miss out so we can do think a lot of things to help people um as for the green runners yeah last year was our first full year i suppose we're less than two years old 
we've got over a thousand members um, all around the world, including people like Killian Jornet. Um, and yeah, it's been really exciting. We've got lots and lots of things going on. Um, we've got a partnership with England, England Athletics. We're we're sort of at all the major sort of we're at the running show. Um, loads going on. We are the stuff I get more excited about is this, is the more sort of agitating um, against sports washing, such as. And and I didn't yeah there there are I've seen this uh, most recent r- report by advertising and there are in sport in general there are two hundred and fifty cases at least of, of sports washing so companies or, or or even nation states that are doing great harm but they want to distract us from that by putting money into sport to make us feel good about them um, and you can see a lot of that in football um, in golf in cycling um, but it is creeping into running too so uh, UTMB has a high carbon sponsor. Um, and a lot of the big American marathons actually have high carbon sponsors, including the Houston Marathon coming up shortly. Um, and and we just think that's not OK. It's not OK to use running to, to sports wash to try and look like you're doing, you know, doing good things for the world when you're really not. And and uh, as we speak, um, I don't know what it's like up there, but we have the worst. We've got exactly the sort of winter that's been predicted by climate scientists here, warm and wet. And we've had endless rain here we've got the worst floods in in wiltshire um that i've seen in my sort of 12 or 13 years here um and those companies are to blame fossil fuels are to blame um but you're probably going to cut me off soon because i'm getting quite ranty but thank you <laughs> thank you for, <laughs> thank you for giving me the option to to yeah update people on those two things um uh yeah and and but i, I just want to with the green runners uh we, we do welcome pretty much everyone um you don't have to be, be perfect by any means i'm you know i i flew a long distance to, to race last year um you don't have to be perfect we just ask people to sort of you know make one pledge to improve in one of four areas but really i'd much rather people you know just talked about it really and and that could be that could be your pledge i'm going to talk to my family or friends about about climate breakdown that could be enough you know you, we're not after perfection by any means we're, we're not anti meat eaters or anti new kit or, or anti-flying um um and yeah the more people that join the more power we can we can we can have um and make changes so um yes i've run out of steam i've run out of tea but thank you thank you for letting me talk about all that no problem i would never cut you off while you're talking so passionate <laughs> about the things that mean thank a lot. you sam um, yeah so that's awesome i appreciate you, you you coming on and giving us a bit of an insight into what's going on with you where you're training how things have gone and everything so all there is now is to just uh get some rest and get lots of sleep and, and i'll see you in edel and plenty of man faffing too, Sam. I'm, I hope you've set aside time, good amount of time for man faffing. Oh, I do a lot of faffing. That is uh, something that I'm notorious for. <laughs> good. I get That's worse important. as I get older. I um, I used I used to be able to, like my daily commute for work, like on a normal day, get up and get my running stuff on and run to work. I used to be able to give myself literally like twenty to thirty minutes. I could just roll out of bed put my running stuff on, get downstairs, cup of coffee and out the door. Now it takes me a full hour to to faff before I can leave the house. And then sort of at the end of it, I'm like, what have I done in this hour? I don't even know what I've done in this hour other than just get dressed and drink a cup of coffee and do the business. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. The spine, is, the spine experience is going to be interesting for you, especially yes. that second half. The, the checkpoints yeah. in the second half, they're, they're yeah. prime man faff. Uh, they're man faff <laughs> HQs. <laughs> you need to yeah. yeah it's gonna be interesting i work on that that is that's something i will consciously i'll probably uh, write that on my you know my bit of laminated paper that i have in my bag 
in my drop bag. I'll have Don't that. Don't faff. Do, do not faff. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate the last minute advice. <laughs> well, I try and tell myself I should be either moving, moving, eating or sleeping. Uh, and even when you're eating, you could be sorting your kit while eating. So really, eating isn't really enough excuse. So moving or sleeping, really, um, I would <laughs> the say. two options. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for coming on, mate. Appreciate you. Cheers, Sam. See you, Nidale. And best yes, of luck. Thank you very much. See you, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye.